0: Welcome to the Garden Path Podcast, life lessons and conversations from the garden. Hey, I'm your host, Misty Little, and this is Season 3, Episode 22. And it is return to February, kind of around here. (laughs) Cold front came through and definitely feels like it's February, not early April. And after having almost a month of 70 and 80 degree days with high humidity and warmth and wearing Shorts and tank tops and getting sunburns, having to layer back up is kind of frustrating and annoying. <laughs> but that's what we're doing for the next uh, last few days and maybe a couple more days in the future. But that's okay. Keep things going a little bit slower around here. I felt like April, I know March really slipped away from me, and April was threatening to do the same. In the garden. I felt like weed season was coming too fast and whew, boy was I overwhelmed. <laughs> so having a couple days to have everything slowed down just a teensy bit works in my favor, that's for sure. And I, you know, still so sad for you guys that are battling snow in this late April. I know many of you guys are also used to being in um, the garden swing of things right now and you're not getting that. So Crossing fingers, I really hope that, you know, this is our last cold spell for the whole country that we're all ready to warm up and see brighter and warmer days. This is my last guest for this season. And I've had a wonderful season of doing podcasts. And as much as I want to keep going, I have a lot of ideas for new guests, I kind of need a break. (laughs) So I'm going to take the summer off and pick back up here in October. But don't worry, I have one more episode. It'll be a sign-off episode next week. But today's guest is Sharon McFarlane. She is a gardener in the Hudson Valley of New York uh, by way of Trinidad and Tobago, her home country. And I originally found Sharon back on Instagram a year, maybe two years ago, and followed her blog, uh, sugarcanedreams.com where she gardens about her garden, gardens, (laughs) blogs about her garden, and writes about hikes and other just interesting things that she does, which resonated with me because a lot of her interests are my interests. And so we kind of became, I don't know, internet friends, I guess you could say, you know, commenting back and forth and striking up a little friendship like that. And I've been trying to get her on the podcast the last several months, but our schedules haven't really worked out so well. And we've had to reschedule a couple times, had some miscommunication on my part <laughs> and things like that, but we made it happen. And it was delightful to actually sit down and talk to her. Now she, she commutes to New York City to work. And she, like I said, gardens in the Hudson Valley. So she has a lot of and a different, totally different climate than me. I think she said it's 5B. And so dealing with snow and you'll hear her talk about having to keep her garden safe from groundhogs, which is something... I knew and know about groundhogs. I've seen them in the wild and, you know, just not having to deal with them myself, they kind of didn't phase me really, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, groundhogs." It's kind of like the other day I ran across somebody in Australia having to talk garden proof for kangaroos and it kind of just put everything into perspective. Maybe I shouldn't complain about my deer so much because there's lots of places <laughs> with some interesting problems in the garden. So, anyway, you guys enjoy this episode. You'll hear a lot of, especially for you northern gardeners, this is definitely going to be something that you can relate to for you folks up in New England, other zones in the 5, 6 B kind of areas. You'll learn a lot from her on what she does. And I'm definitely impressed by how much she grows from her garden and eats. And And I'm definitely, it's something I need to be better about in my own garden, trying to implement some way of preserving the harvest in a more diverse way than we currently do. So she gets has some good ideas in there. And again, you can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, on the website through the RSS feed readers. You can do that there. And you can drop me an email at thegardenpathpodcast.gmail dot com. Sign up for the newsletter at thegardenpathpodcast dot com. And as well, find me on Instagram at The Garden Path Podcast. So enjoy this episode and I will see you guys for the finale of the season next week. So do you have a ton of snow up there? Or?
1: Um, actually, the snow is pretty much melted. Oh, good. Uh, but we are expecting snow tomorrow and then I think Saturday or oh Sunday. My, yeah Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah life of another gardener
0: (laughs) I can't imagine because it's been it was almost 90 here the other day and um it cooled off to like the 50s so I'm like okay I can handle that but I don't want snow in April
1: (laughs) yeah snow and frost the other day I turned my car on and my my wipers were like stuck to the windshield um this was just like a few days ago because it was just so freezing right um yeah, it's it's unseasonably cold right now, too, because by now, you know, we should just be getting, like, you know, rain and chilly temperatures, but not freezing temps. So right. it's um not the norm for us.
0: Yeah, everybody I see on Instagram is, like, they'll post pictures of, like, bulbs coming out, and then two days later, like, three feet of snow. Not three feet. <laughs> it's like, three inches of snow. Maybe yeah. three feet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely. Yeah. <sighs>
0: Well, I guess if you want to just introduce yourself and um, tell people where you garden and maybe a little bit about your gardening background first.
1: Okay. Well, um, hi, everyone. My name is Sharon. Um, I am a registered nurse. I live and garden in the Hudson Valley in New York. That's upstate. Um, my gardening zone is zone B. So we get temps um, in the wintertime time um anywhere from minus five degrees to about 30 35 degrees on average um so it gets a little chilly yeah 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 to say the least it gets a little bit chilly we do get lots and lots of snow which um I do love but you know at times can pose like a little challenge to gardening and stuff um I live with my husband, and we garden together Um, for the most part. For the most part? <laughs> for the most part, yes. Um, I'm, I'm very selfish when it comes to the garden, so I want it all for myself, but I do allow him to help me every now and then.
0: <laughs> Does he have his own little garden bed over there to do his little thing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he has... um. His his prearranged times, prearranged times as he that he's allowed to come into the garden. (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness! Um, But yeah, um, background in gardening. So um, in in America, in the US, it's it's fairly new to us. We lived in the city before, Um, and the only type of um the only type of growing that was really there was inside like in 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 our home Mm -hmm. because we didn't have the land space and stuff but um yeah in regards to background in gardening we only really started once we moved here a few years ago um Mm -hmm. and as you can probably hear from my accent um I'm not American I'm from the Caribbean I'm from Trinidad and Tobago and um, grew up surrounded by, you know, lovely fruits and vegetables. Um, yeah, so this is, to say the least, it's it's definitely different from from what I grew up surrounded by. Yeah, yeah, most definitely.
0: <laughs> I told my husband where you were from, and he's like, oh, "I wonder if she's seen um, Scarlet Ibis." And I was like, I'll "Oh, ask yeah. her. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's actually our um, our national bird."
0: Oh, okay. This,
1: yeah.
0: Well, then yes, you yeah. have.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's definitely I'm a national bird. Yeah, it's very pretty. Awesome. Um,
0: yeah. So, did your family garden growing up? Did you guys do a lot of anything like that, or because I know you like to cook too? So. Oh, oh
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's definitely um. It's definitely a big part of my life. Being able to cook. Um. So. So the thing is, growing up in Trinidad, we don't necessarily have gardens per se. So our yards um, and our property, they're usually they're usually made up like of a lot of fruit trees, and you know we have like a lot of perennial stuff growing, like mango trees and the breadfruit trees and citrus and bananas and stuff like that. And you know we would grow also like the annuals, like corn and stuff. But for the most part um most of at least when I was growing up in Trinidad and this is uh I would say what 15 years ago (laughs) (laughs) most of the food that we ate came from what we either grew or what we purchased in the market from what someone else grew um okay so um I guess technically yes I grew up with a gardening background but it wasn't officially called a gardening background it was just our normal way of life, Way of life. makes sense. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. Yeah, so we didn't say, okay, I'm going to go into the garden to, you know, pick this or clean that. We'll just say, okay, let's go find lunch. Let's go get breakfast or something like that, you know?
0: Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So what brought you from there to New York? Oi, <laughs> My mother.
1: <laughs> my lovely mother. Um, my mother... My mother's lived in New York for most of my life and I grew up with my aunt and my um, extended family members. Okay. Um, and from the time I got to be 18, you know, naturally she wanted me to come stay with her. And um, yeah. So nice. it was a complete change, a complete change of pace, a complete change in environment, you know. Um, totally different from what I grew up with. But I right. learned to love it. Um, I've built a Fairly comfortable life here to the point that I think if I was to go back home to live, it would be you know, it would <laughs> be hard. Take some getting used to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, vacation is one thing, but going back, it might be different. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um. So yeah, you said you lived in in New York City for a while. Um. You said you, you garden some, but not a lot. Or can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah.
1: So in New York City, we lived in a little apartment like most New Yorkers do. Um, so the only garden we had was an indoor herb garden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will forget the first time we tried to plant like basil and some chives and parsley and stuff. I was so excited to be able to cook with my herbs. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, those days. So we were part of the food co-op. Um, uh that a friend of mine had introduced us to. So we would get most of our veggies and stuff from there. But um I'll never forget the time that I was able to cut and use my own basil to add <laughs> rice and stuff. It was the best tasting rice in the world and no one could have told me anything other than that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just the ability to grow those uh three or four herbs and use them. Like, it just felt so good, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Definitely, like, if you're missing some part of your your life or that, if you have something you love, but you're missing that important tool that makes yeah. it all the more better. And when you get it back, it's just, like, awesome.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? It definitely helped to foster this sense of appreciation because... Like I said, when I was growing up, we were surrounded by these things. Um, it wasn't, you know, at least not for me. Maybe it was for my aunt and, you know, um, my older family members who raised me. Like maybe they had to intentionally like think about it when they were growing up. But by the time I came along, it was just like a part of life. So we didn't have to think about, okay, where are we going to get the herbs to to season the meat or you know to cook this food or to prepare this you just literally walk outside and you pick what you need and then you come inside and you use it you know right Um, so like real real farm to table
0: yes (laughs) definitely um so wait did you guys have like chickens or any kind of um oh yeah (laughs) things like that yeah Uh
1: uh-huh we had chickens
0: we had
1: sheep, we had goats. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and I grew up around. I I grew up around them. It was like second nature, you know,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: stumbling over some chickens or some chicks, or you know, running <laughs> from the goats as little kids. You know, playing with the goats, running from the goats. It's fun days, definitely fun days. Um, yes, you know, having a, your own eggs and stuff. Um, I'll never forget the first time that I saw a store-bought egg when I came to America. I was like, what is this? Because oh. the yolk of the egg was so much paler mm-hmm. than what I was accustomed to because um we had our own eggs, so they were like really dark orange, like a sunset looking type of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and seeing a store-bought egg for the first time, I I, I was slightly dumbfounded <laughs> um, yeah but, it probably um, didn't yeah. taste as well either oh no
0: definitely not it did not yeah. yeah yeah um so you're living in new york city how did you guys decide to move well, why did you guys decide to move out of out to where you are now
1: well you know we we were sort of looking for a happy medium So we're both from the Caribbean, and we lived in New York City. We loved it. Um, That's where we met. So we were thankful for the city. But at the same time, the pace of it, it was just really hectic. Where Caribbean people were laid back by nature. Mm -hmm. So we were looking for somewhat of a happy medium. Some place that was... um, somewhat laid back but not too quiet so that we'd be bored and then you know we ventured into the Hudson Valley and
0: fell in love
1: and (laughs) And you still commute
0: back to New York City right
1: yes I do on a daily basis for work I do (laughs) I do you they took me out of this well my husband took me out of the city but he couldn't take the city out of me so (laughs) I guess there's a part of me that still you know wants to hang on to it um like I said I do love the city but we also do love the laid-back type of lifestyle so working there is one thing but when it comes to living and you know being able to afford um at a reasonable price right afford home and property to do what we do you know um that probably wouldn't have happened for us so soon if we stayed in the city so um
0: yeah and plus we're very
1: outdoorsy types of people and um living in the Hudson Valley there's so many different trails and nature sites and stuff like a lot Mm -hmm. of other activities for us to do so that's something that we look forward to doing every summer
0: yeah yeah I kind of miss um because hiking up that way on the on Appalachian Trail like Mm -hmm. all of the opportunities to do stuff in the summer because down here in the summer it's too hot but so I'm always Envious of people who get to go to all these little babbling brooks and these beautiful yeah. forests and trails up that way. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of jealous of you guys. <laughs> well,
1: okay, so you're jealous of me, but I'm jealous of you because you're on the you're on the West Coast, and I've seen so many beautiful pictures. Um, a couple of years ago, we went to Oregon. I'm not far. I'm not sure how far you are from Oregon. Um, uh, quite a
0: ways. <laughs>
1: quite a ways. Okay. Yeah. Well, we went to Oregon a few years ago, and oh my goodness, I fell so hard so much in love um because they in my opinion they have you know even more beautiful um nature sites and trails and oh stuff yeah like that to all the volcanoes and oh uh, yeah um I was in love I was smitten but there's no place like home and Hudson Valley the Hudson Valley is our home so for now right no place like it
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you guys started your garden in like I think 2015 I, I saw um uh, How did that begin?
1: So, <laughs> so we purchased our home in November of 2013, mm-hmm. the end of the garden season, really. And then we actually did um, a test run with the garden in the summer, in the spring slash summer of uh, 2014. Okay. So when we first started, we started off with like these little beds, like two by four feet or so, and it was like a trial run. And um it just took off from there. I had to I had to nudge my hubby. <laughs> I, I had to get him on board. <laughs> but once he saw the little two by four beds, he was even more excited than I was that would actually start in a garden. And then the next year we built up from there. We we went to four. Um we started with four four by eight beds and that multiplied to four eight. 10 beds and (laughs) now we're up to 28 beds oh my goodness keep growing exponentially and the first two beds that we started with one of them is now a celery patch and the other one is now a fire pit pit. (laughs) (laughs) all right so we've grown definitely
0: so you have 28 beds wow
1: 28 beds they're all different sizes um we have um about 17 or 18 of them are four by eight feet then we have a mega size wraparound bed and then we have uh four five six seven four by four beds eight four by four beds so yeah
0: they're all different sizes so, I guess, what do you plant? Do you have anything that you leave in there over winter? Like, are there any herbs? I know nothing about, you know, this deep, cold winter gardening thing. So, you're going to have to explain how that works.
1: Wow. So, we're definitely still learning. But it's been such um, such a beautiful process, you know, a trial and error. Because, again, we're, we're tropical people. So, yeah. you know, the winter gardening is sort of new for us, too. Um, so we definitely have herbs growing and that are overwinter and some of them are actually starting to wake up now. We have several herbs, I would say, um, I think the last time I counted was like almost 30, if I'm not mistaken. So we have, yeah, we have, um, all in the garden, we have sage and oregano, we have some lavenders, several varieties of chives, Mm -hmm. like five varieties of mint, we have um, marjoram, some the parsley and cilantro. They're annual or biennial. so mm-hmm. um, we just let them seed and then they just come back. Yeah, everywhere. come everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have the lemon balm. We have um, we have so many, so so many <laughs> different herbs, and that's just out in the garden. And then in the greenhouse, we have like some um. Was that the rosemary, some one variety of basil? I think it's African spice basil. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, uh, so
0: many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you so, so do yeah. you dry a lot of them or freeze them or try to preserve them for you to use?
1: So, the first year, um, again, experiment and we've learned all that we've learned by trial and error. Um, and we first started off freezing them. So I froze some basil, I froze some chives, I froze the parsley, some cilantro. Um, and I essentially just chopped them up and placed them in ice cubes and in sorry, in ice trays and filled them with water and froze them. And they worked really well throughout the winter time. Like whenever we would cook with them, you know, they would just it tasted almost like it would um as if it was fresh mm-hmm. so we did that but then um the following year we also started drying so with all those bushes of mint that we grew yeah. that i had no clue what to do with we dried a lot of them we gave away we oh my gosh we we literally forced our herbs onto people <laughs> Some of them are happy initially, then they're like, okay, now this is kind of getting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, we do dry them, we freeze them. And not only our herbs, but we also do the same thing with our produce because we're not able to grow year-round like um some people are. Mm-hmm. So we find ourselves, you know, like freezing. In addition to the herbs, like our tomatoes and um, peppers, um the onions and stuff like that we just leave down in the basement you know because they they last a long time the onions and squash and stuff yeah but um yeah so like you know like the seasoning stuff we freeze them as well too we freeze Mm -hmm. a lot of our veggies um we make like we pre-make some dishes, like we'll make some lasagnas and stuff with some veggies, like the okay. zucchini and the eggplant and stuff. We'll pre-make it and freeze it. And throughout the winter, we just heat it up and we have like ready-made meals. Yeah. Um, yeah, Or we like make pre-arranged packages of like stir-fried with like some bok choy and carrots mm-hmm. and stuff like that and just stir-fry as needed. Um Yeah so you're giving me
0: good ideas
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes most definitely
0: (laughs) yeah we uh, I mean my husband because he likes he really likes carrots and sugar snap peas and so he does a lot of we'll blanch them and then we'll just freeze them in packs and you know he cooks them up you know with dinner Mm -hmm. you know months months down the line but I like the idea of like having little packs Mm -hmm. of um, stir fry or whatnot ready to go Uh that's a good idea
1: yeah, we did that a couple of years ago. So I would just literally just put it out of the freezer and they were there. And then the stuff like the uh, the beets and stuff like that, the root veggies, for us mm. those last a very long time in the refrigerator. So we actually just finished up using the beets that we grew last year. We just finished okay. up using them about a month, a month and a half ago or so. Um, so yeah, they lasted a really long time. <laughs> but yeah, you learn to you know adapt with what you're given yeah
0: Um, and make suits yeah so how did you guys start those initial beds did you buy soil from you know the box box store did you get compost or how'd you how'd you go about doing all of that like you said trial and error (laughs) yes
1: absolutely well um uh my husband (laughs) you know (laughs) up to just yesterday he he said to me um I always like to go big or go home (laughs) <laughs> That's not always true, but in the case of the garden, it definitely was yeah. and um it was really important to me once I realized that this is really something that we wanted to do um that you know we we make the investment and we just get it done the right way, mm-hmm. so we started looking at beds um online like the raised beds and stuff, and they were ridiculously expensive, ridiculously expensive and I got to the point where I was like, you know what? Why am I going to pay to buy a bed that looks as if it's going to fall apart if the wind blows too hard? Yeah. And I have a honey can do at home. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I put him to work and he worked and he built all those beds um, by hand. Um and it was actually a really, really nice experience. And it actually feels really nice to walk out into the garden every day and you know appreciate them even more because we built them, you know. Right. From scratch. And then with the soil we purchased that from the garden center. It's like um topsoil. Um, so we purchased that. Um and again the garden, it, it took a few years to get to where it is right mm-hmm. now. And um as far as I see it, we still have a lot of room for improvement, as with most things in life. Um, right. But it's definitely come a far, a far, far way. Um. But yeah, so we build the beds, and we do we purchase the soil from our garden center, and we amend it um, every season. So every spring and every fo- at the beginning of spring and the beginning of fall, before we do any plantings, we um we use horse manure that i get from a friend of mine mm-hmm. um she has uh three horses and now a pony as well <laughs> um so she graciously donates her poop and <laughs> graciously feed her horses with the and her family
0: with fresh veggies
1: oh good so it's yeah, a good trade-off so it's a nice trade-off yeah it works
0: out for us awesome so yeah. if you are feeding uh their horses do- Do you guys do any compost or do you save all of the extra clippings for the uh, for the horses?
1: So we we give the horses and um, and my friend, like we just harvest and we take for them in regards to the compost. We're definitely working on building a pile. But for right now, we just have like a plant. oversized trash can where we put the waste products mm-hmm. in and we just let it you know do its thing in there we're hoping that this year we can build up you know and um build up a nice area and actually start that pile um, okay so that's yeah that's something that we we'll, that we're actually working towards doing and looking forward to do it actually yeah.
0: yeah the work in progress <laughs>
1: work in progress yes <laughs>
0: um so, I guess, what kind of seeds? Uh, I mean, you start most of your stuff from seeds, from what I've seen, but do you get anything from, you know, the garden centers, or mm-hmm. or do you just enjoy seed starting? Well, my
1: herbs, most of them are from the garden center we ordered. Um, when we first started, we got some of them from the Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, like, you know, the basic we got, like, the chocolate mint, the peppermint experiment, the we got that from Home Depot. Um, the chives we started from seed, like um, the lavender and stuff, we also got from Home Depot. But the majority of our herbs really come from Victor's Herbs, and they're in Ontario, Canada. Okay. Um, so we purchased them last year, and then we have we're we're expecting a purchase. Um, we're expecting an- another shipment this year of some more. Um, Flower and herbs to build like a flower Um, uh, sorry to build a butterfly um sanctuary sort of like oh, yeah mm-hmm. so yeah so that's going to be our main focus this year and we're expecting that hopefully by may once the weather warms up reliably
0: right yep
1: <laughs> um but i love richters too because they have like herbs and stuff that we that we use in trinidad um so they tend to sell a lot of those, as well as we really like in our seeds from Baker creek
0: mm-hmm. grass
1: dot com um because they also have a lot of the the stuff that we grow in train that as well um and not only that, but they're non genetically modified and they're all organic and stuff, and that's really, really important to us um yeah, mainly because you know one of the main reasons that we actually started gardening was due to a recall of some BJ's food. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were poking fun at each other a few months ago because we, we sat down and we were... We couldn't believe that a, just a, a mere few years ago, 95% of our food, 90% of our food came from the store and they were all in either bags or, you know... um. Yeah, plastic. Yeah, fried, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bags or cans or plastic and stuff like that. So we were, you know, laughing and reminiscing and um, very happy that we've come such a long way. You know.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. That's that's exciting. I mean, yeah. you guys grow. Sounds like you probably grow even more food than we do. And <laughs> <laughs> I wish we grow a ton of lettuce. And I. I I seem to be the only one eating the lettuce, so I'm like, maybe next year we don't need this much lettuce. <laughs> so grow something else, I think.
1: Yes, most definitely. I the first year we started with those those little two by four beds. oh, man, we planted everything we could think of. We, we put some corn. And we had peas. We had long beans that we grow back home. We we had. Oh, uh, we, we I think we had some beets, and we had, we had everything we could think of in those two little beds. And <laughs> you know, we were just—I'll never forget how excited we were about those beds—and um, to the point where we didn't even want to pick the stuff and eat them. We would just go out there and just look at them. And <laughs> And until um, one morning, we went out there, and now we know that it was a squirrel that did it. Mm. The squirrel picked all the corn. It ate the tomato. It just ravaged the garden. Oh, no. I, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I cried. We were able to enjoy a few things, but the majority of it, you know, was gone. <laughs> but um, once we realized that, hey, you know, yes, we can grow stuff. Just took off from there, and yeah, now we keep we try to keep the squirrels out, but um, you know they they do what they want to do anyway. But we keep the groundhogs out by by fencing each of the beds. I was gonna ask
0: fencing. about those fences, what those were for. So it's for the ground yeah, groundhogs. Okay, the groundhogs. Um, last
1: year they decided, you know what? We've dealt with these fences for too long. We're gonna just climb over them. So they climbed <sighs> over some of them and oh they my gosh ate the cilantro they ate all of my cilantro <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness
1: yeah well what can you do you just got to deal with it and move on right yeah
0: so, wow yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't I mean I mean I know about groundhogs and I've seen them but I, I obviously it escapes my mind to think about them as being a pest but yeah that's yeah. wow
1: yeah. They're cute to look at at the side of the road, but when they're in your garden?
0: No, it's, yeah. It's,
1: it's another story. <laughs> well, it's the same way with
0: deer. Deer are cute on the side of the road too, yeah. but <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And we're surrounded by deer and groundhogs. So we don't get the deer don't come into our yard. Um I guess because we're a little more into the city. Okay. Um, but the groundhogs, they yeah. They wreak havoc. If you allow them to.
0: Right. Now, do you have any, have you had any more um, other kind of failures, like crops that haven't worked out so well or pests, like bugs and things like that?
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, um, I don't know of a garden that doesn't have any. Yeah, right. Um, Yeah. But for us, um, what bothers us the most? So, you know, like we get the powdery mildew. Mm -hmm. like on our squash and stuff but that typically happens later on in the season what I've learned is um to pick off the older leaves and stuff um Mm -hmm. and that sort of holds it off um we have we've had uh struggles with watermelon but that's because I've been choosing the wrong variety we've learned um over the years that you know to choose the seeds that are suited to our yeah area. you know sometimes <laughs> you see something and you fall in love with it and you're like oh my gosh i want it um and then you know we've tried with a couple of failures until we got smart and said oh you know what maybe if we grow the seeds that are suited to love and garden still do better right and <laughs> so far yeah and since we started doing that we've had a lot of success like last year it was um a phenomenal year for us um we were really successful especially with the beets and the tomatoes and stuff like that but back to the problem so like we have the powdery mildew that happens like usually early mid-summer for us and it usually attacks just you know the the cucumbers and the squash but again once we keep the leaves once we keep the older leaves off of the plants and just leave like, um, just barely enough of the newer leaves, mm-hmm. then that sort of holds them off. In regards to to failures, um, what have we we feel that artichoke last year because I planted them out too late
0: oh. in the
1: fall. I should have planted them out earlier um, and mulched them, but they didn't do well. <laughs> um, uh what else did we fail at uh, I said the watermelon you know hmm,
0: hmm. we haven't done okay, really well, ha- that much <laughs> yeah well that's good now that's good yeah. um what do you grow what are you getting ready to grow for this year
1: oh everything <laughs> how much time do you have <laughs> <laughs> um so we've already started our okra some tomatoes peppers eggplants um uh those are more like the summer stuff, and then we have the amaranth we have um uh cucumbers, we have peas and beans. we're getting ready to transplant hopefully after this this last set of hopefully this is the last set of snow once that's gone, we can do some radishes and some um broccoli um Bok choy, definitely bok choy. We love bok choy. The lettuce, they're ready to go out. The kale, definitely. Um, We have some mustard greens. That's new for us this year. Um, We try to grow one new thing a year and mustard greens is good for us this year. Yeah, I have some artichoke that's ready to go out.
0: (laughs) So Um, all of this is already seeded and, and germinated, ready to go? Absolutely. They're all ready to go. They're just
1: waiting for spring to catch up. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> yeah, yeah. where do you
0: keep all of this because I mean you have so many beds and yeah. I guess your kitchen um, so table must them- be covered
1: yes well no <laughs> um not this year this year we got smart and we decided to set up somewhat of like um, a germination station okay so we got like um we got a shelving system From the Home Depot, and then we um we got some heat and mats that we purchased on Amazon. We got some fluorescent lights, so we got a timer and a thermostat, and we just set it up in our mudroom, and we created this really cool actually station where we're able to give the seedlings you know enough light, um and enough warmth, um and enough moisture so that they can grow inside. And while we have had a lot of success growing. Um, and starting our seeds without this, we mm-hmm. noticed that definitely using it helps a whole lot. Not only does it free up our house, so we can use yeah. our dining room table for meals instead of <laughs> instead of <laughs> but um we just noticed like an overall improved health and strength of our seedlings and stuff so i 'm just really excited about taking this germination station now from the mud room to the greenhouse where we think it would actually add some extra heat and thing in there
0: right yeah so talk about the greenhouse you got that last year right yeah
1: so the greenhouse oh my baby (laughs) I am very very jealous (laughs) yeah well um so we started it last fall and um we just right now it's just Pretty much housing some of the herbs, like the rosemary and the lemongrass. That's what I was trying to remember. Lemongrass. lemongrass. Yeah, Mm -hmm. makes the best tea in the world. Um, uh, So we're housing the lemongrass and the rosemary and some basil in there. We did uh, start some ginger and turmeric last year as well. Um, They started off, but um, because the greenhouse was unheated throughout this winter, they mm-hmm. didn't survive, but their their pots are in there, <laughs> so the house and shelter by the greenhouse right now. But um, this year we're planning to get some um some heat and electricity in there, so you know it will be um we're hoping it will be more of a tropical. Well, not quite tropical, but at least it won't be as Cold in there as it was this past year, right? So, um, so the greenhouse is still somewhat, you know, still under development, um, but it's definitely helping to house some 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 herbs that would otherwise die if they were um not sheltered.
0: Right, right, yeah. I'm gonna try. I've, I grew ginger last year, and um, it over. I I left it to overwinter because I was like, well, if it really if it dies, then I'll just buy some more <laughs> and try <Yeah>. it again. <laughs> and um, yeah. it looks like it's starting to come up. Starting, it, it's not rotting, oh. so it's, it still must be alive. And yeah, um, and we had some pretty cold winter days this year that really made me worried about it. But I went through a couple towels on top of the mulch too, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like stay warm. But I'm gonna yeah. try. I'm gonna try turmeric this year and see how that grows. And um, I'll be I'll be excited if I get you know a decent clump to have. Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so. most definitely. We actually got got the shipment. We actually had to reorder them because, like I said, they died. So that just came in today. So I'm really excited to open up the box this weekend. I haven't oh, done it yeah. as yet. I'm just, you know,
0: have yeah. a lot of other things going on. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Now, I mean, you have this greenhouse, you know, for, you know, more cold sensitive plants, but is there anything like you wish you could grow from? your home country that you can't grow up here or in new york oh misty you are teasing me (laughs) yes
1: most definitely um breadfruit
0: oh yes oh uh, yes of course yeah
1: (laughs) one of those staple meals um we never went hungry because there was always breadfruit to eat (laughs) um but mostly like our fruits so the citrus fruits um, definitely mangoes like oh, we, yeah. we eat mangoes for breakfast and then you just go outside and you pick some mangoes. We eat them by the buckets. Oh, I, I love, love mango buckets <laughs> when they're in season. Um, bananas, uh, what else like plums and not the type of plums that they have in America, but the plums we have in the Caribbean. For lack of a better fruit to use to describe them, I'll say that they're somewhat like a um cherry okay but with more seed and less flesh and the flesh on the plums they're a little more firm than the flesh on the cherries so okay somewhat similar to that um yeah definitely that avocados definitely oh, avocados yeah. i grew up surrounded by avocado t- uh, trees four of them the yard bed out of season and the three in the bag, they bear it in season. So, yeah, avocado is oh, year dear. round. So jealous. Round. <laughs> yeah. The yucca, sweet potato, um, peas, sorrow. Oh, my goodness. Now I'm feeling <laughs> slightly homesick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: But yeah. All of those I would love to love to love to grow. Love to grow.
0: I was trying to think of yeah. any of those. None of those are. Some of those are trees. They're not going to fit in your greenhouse. You no. might be able to do.
1: <laughs> We're toying with the idea this year of doing some citrus, so some maybe some Meyer lemons because we've heard that you know they do fairly okay in pots. Maybe a lime tree mm-hmm. and then maybe an avocado. See how that goes.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, but.
1: We'll see. You never know until you yes.
0: try, right? <laughs> try. It might. It might be a bonsai avocado, but <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> hey, at least as long as the word avocado is in there, I'll take it. <laughs>
0: um. So I guess. I mean, where do you see your garden being in five years? Like, what do you want to do? What's the grand plan, or do you have a grand plan?
1: Oh. If you were to ask my husband that, he would say he would see he sees the garden in Hawaii in five years. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I say um I'm sort of the wanting the best of both worlds type of person. Mm-hmm. So I see us... um definitely having this garden right now because two years ago we planted some more fruit trees when we purchased the property mm-hmm. it came with uh, like five peach trees um 12 grape vines uh, like three different varieties
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then a couple years ago we planted um two apple trees two pear trees a fig tree a pomegranate um two cherry trees we put in a lot of berry bushes and stuff mm-hmm. so I definitely want to stick around to yield to um, sorry to to you know to be able to um you know, have see the all that. of those yeah, yeah, but then at the same time, you just took me back <laughs> back to home, so <laughs> I do want to have all all of that too, so in a perfect world, I see us having a garden in the south, so like maybe in Florida mm-hmm. and able to go back and forth between both places, so you know we can enjoy the tropical stuff as well as enjoying the cold yes the cold stuff like the apples and pears that we've grown to love so much yes um, yeah so in five years I see the garden more of like um summer of um a natural life habitat somewhat because this year I'm sort of focusing on having a certified as a as a natural habitat oh, okay um yeah so we're looking towards that so i definitely see us um along those lines in five years with the addition of a new tropical garden in like florida yeah. <laughs> or something we'll see what happens with that
0: <laughs> right right a girl can dream yes <laughs> yeah so you could have uh so you just want to basically yeah create a nice habitat um do you, do you do flower gardening at all? Really?
1: Well, this year we will be. Those okay. are the her- those are the flower. So I'm waiting for flowering and herbs to arrive in May. Okay. Um, but for right now we have um, like we allow the mint um and uh the hyssop and stuff. We we allow them to go to flower mm-hmm. so that they attract a lot of bees and stuff. And last year we added a, f- a, a few flowers as well. Um, and then we also have like the lavenders and stuff. So, okay. Um. But yeah, we don't have nearly enough flowers and stuff for the butterflies. So we're also right. be adding like milkweed and you know, mm-hmm. Joe and we have um some hawthorns We have some stinging nettle that's about to come in as well. Um. We have a lot. We have yeah. a
0: whole, whole lot.
1: <laughs> a whole lot that's on the way.
0: Now the stinging nettle, do you? Is it just like running wild in your yard? You just harvest no, that, or
1: so, so we purchased that as well. Oh, okay. coming From Richter's herbs, yeah. Okay, so that's okay. gonna be it's gonna have its its devoted area in the garden for it. Um, yeah.
0: Okay, looking forward to that a lot. Yeah, you're really branching out. Then good.
1: Yeah, we yeah. are cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so your husband wants to move to Hawaii. Um, Is that something like y'all are really thinking about or Um, he just wants to go because it's cool and tropical or?
1: (laughs) Well, I would say started off with me. I wanted to go to Hawaii really bad and then I dropped it. And then he's like, no, yeah, let's go. Let's just do it because we're tropical people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But we like to visit first, you know, to see what it's like, to see if it's really worth the hype. Um, Yeah. And then move on from there. Yeah, but yeah. He he sees us in in a warm,
0: warm place. Warm
1: environment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if I could handle the winters. I mean, I like the idea of snow for <laughs> a month, maybe, <laughs> but not six months. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So I I probably am along the lines of him thinking somewhere warm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 most definitely, and you know, I guess we also have that sense of familiarity as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's many times, especially in the summertime, or when it's about to be fall, you know, we 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 sit outside and we reminisce, um, on the days, um, when we were children, you know, yeah, outside and wanting that for our kids as well, you know, instead of having to be sort of trapped by the snow right Uh, yeah we do enjoy it like you said but you know after four or five months it's like okay and when are you leaving (laughs)
0: yeah especially this year it seems
1: (laughs) oh gosh yes.
0: yes um so do you have any like recipes or any any kind of favorite things i mean you probably have some of this documented on your blog but anything that you like to make that you recommend like something easy Um, from the garden
1: yeah so we with our um tomatoes we like to make somewhat of a stew uh and it really is just using tomatoes and onions garlic parsley chives salt and pepper and you pretty much just stew it down um, okay. and, we, and we eat that a lot for breakfast, Oh. along with some type of bread or something. Um, and then the eggplant, some much of like a stew with that as well, too. Those are like like our basic stuff. But then also with the eggplant and the zucchini, we like to make like a a, lasagna, a vegetable lasagna with it. It's mm, okay. so good. And we make that by the trays and we freeze them. Oh. Last year, we made 10 trays. We have one more left.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so we enjoy that um once or twice for the month in the winter time. Then with our greens, um we like to make them somewhat like of a spinach, sort of like, but then we blend it and okay. we add like other vegetables and stuff to it. Um most of the things that we cook it's me ma- it's it's mostly Caribbean recipes okay that I use um and it's from memory <laughs> yeah, I no know. I Somehow understand every day. yeah yeah so um but yeah we we definitely we try to eat especially in the summer months we try to eat 100% from the garden that means we don't really use rice and stuff like that we use the amaranth as the grains and stuff and then we do a lot of veggies and the mm-hmm. greens so like the swiss chard and the kale we we saute that the beet greens along with the beets so we'll roast the beets and we'll 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 saute the greens and then we'll have some some peas and beans on the side and you know um some squash or some eggplants and stuff but um yeah the blog i have I have a handful of recipes on the blog, but it's because it's mostly because my busy work schedule. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really don't have the time to sit down and put them together because, again, everything I do is usually from memory. But I'm actually hoping that this year I'm going to have some more time on my hands so I could actually devote a a lot more time and energy into the recipes and
0: stuff. Yeah, I look forward to that because I'd like to branch out a little bit in what we do in the garden because I feel like we kind of get stuck in the same old rut that I'm sure many people do. Like, up oh, saute this or steam that or yeah.
1: <laughs> throw oh, in this. Okay. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of a lot of lot of Caribbean recipes, especially like, um, uh, like with the with the root vegetables. So like with the potatoes and stuff like that, we. We stew it down with like a bunch of other different vegetables and um, and we'll eat it on the side with some beets and some greens and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of definitely creative and different recipes. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll just say that. Um, But I'm really hoping that I'm able to devote a lot more time and energy into that again.
0: Right. I'm thinking about trying amaranth again this year. I grew it a couple, probably five years ago. But I really didn't, I didn't plant enough for it to be Mm. worth it. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to try to do maybe a whole or like half half a bed of it and Mm -hmm. see how it goes. So if I do, if I get a lot, I may be like emailing you. Oh,
1: (laughs) yeah, definitely. And and Those things, they're they're so prolific too. Once they have, you know, the right amount of sun,
0: they Mm -hmm. grow.
1: And the more you pick the leaves, the more they come again. Oh, good. Yeah. So it's, oh, I love them. Love them, love them, love them. Actually we have some frozen in the freezer right now. Oh. That we made to eat, yeah, with some rice and stuff. Yeah.
0: Good. Well, I think you probably have a busy work day tomorrow and I know I do. So if you yeah. want to, I guess, wrap up, tell people where they can follow your garden online and um any any last minute bits of information you'd like to share?
1: Um yeah, well, you know, my my biggest recommendation, a lot of people, um, their biggest fear in starting a garden is pretty much starting. And right. I I would just like to recommend if, you know, if, if gardening is something that you're even thinking slightly of doing, you know, you don't need a lot of property. You don't need a lot of land. You can just start in buckets, start in pots, and, you know, you move on from there. But the hardest part in most things in life is starting. So just go ahead and just take that leap. I highly recommend that you grow seeds that are suitable to your area. um, And that you grow non-genetically modified seeds (laughs) and organic wherever possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Strong strong recommendation of mine. And don't be discouraged. You know, Um, the first couple of years that we started gardening, we had much much more failures than we had successes but yeah. you would never be able to tell by by the amount that we were able to reap and enjoy from the garden so um yeah don't be afraid of starting don't be afraid of failure if you fail you just start over and you do it again right <laughs> and just learn, learn from your mistakes Right. Um, we do have a blog. The name of the blog is Sugarcane Dreams, so it's www.sugarcanedreams.com Um, and we do have a page on Instagram. Uh, the handle is at sugarcane dreams. Um, and on Facebook we have um a page there as well at sugarcane dreams. Yep. <laughs> and we do have a YouTube channel, Sugarcane Dreams. I need to check your YouTube.
0: I don't know if I've checked your YouTube out. I should go check that out
1: the youtube um i i started posting videos there last year i did a couple this year but i'm definitely going to be focusing more on the youtube channel as well this year because i i think we've moved from the point of where people want to see just pictures versus where everyone's you know pretty much interested in seeing videos so they can actually see what you're physically doing you know um So, yeah, we're doing, like, a lot more YouTube videos and stuff like that, too. And I've been incorporating the videos into the blog as well. Mm -hmm. So I would not only just write a post, but I also sometimes do a video to go along with that and embed it in there. So, you know, you can go directly to YouTube from there.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. And I probably need to up my video game, too. I haven't done much (laughs) lately either. (laughs)
1: Yes, well spring is here, summer's coming so I know we'll be um, fully involved in those this year. So Right. Yeah.
0: So um thank you for coming on the podcast and um I'm excited to see what you do for gardening for the next this thank year at least. You.
1: <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Missy. I've been looking forward to to speaking with you. So and I really enjoyed our little bit. our how was it? Like twenty, thirty minutes. I enjoyed. It. Oh, it's been I- almost
0: an hour. How's it been?
1: Uh huh. See, <laughs> see we just. I had, I had a blast.
0: <laughs> All right. Me. Well, thank you. Okay. Thank okay. you.